1: So six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is, I gotta check here. It's Wednesday, right? Yeah, it's a hump day. Okay, over the hump we go. All right, I, I just making sure because sometimes it gets busy, lose track of the days. And I have been busy at the end of each show. I go to our Stuff the van, which we're doing this every year. We do this in the Casper, Wyoming area at the Walmarts, and I'm at the east side Walmart. So I get off the air here and I rush right over there and I stay till three o'clock in the afternoon. Which, as you know, that means a really long day for me. But it's worth it because we spend the week collecting toys for needy families for Christmas time all the way through Saturday night we do this. So this has been some long days for me. So I get here this morning, I had to pause for just a moment as I'm turning on the mic thinking, it's Wednesday, right? Yeah, okay, it's just going to get worse as the day goes on. But totally worth doing the whole thing. All right, I I, I know I have been spending a lot of time on the whole cult of climate change thing for a while here, but the push is really on from the cult of climate change. I'll spend some time on it this morning, but I know there's other things happening out there that we need to talk about it. So I just don't wanna keep going on about the same thing. I just wanna start this morning by mentioning something I just saw. On the ridiculously large television that they have with me here in the studio, as you know, I just carry this station, it's uh, Fox News Raw, they call it, live, news, and they just put cameras out there, and I can just watch what's happening. Very rarely do they have a reporter, very rarely do they have a news anchor, it's mostly just live video from wherever, so I can just watch what's going on. So there is that United Nations Climate Summit going on, and I'm sorry that they cut off just when an actual question was being answered, or that i wanted to hear the answer to john Kerry was speaking and for the most part i was busy here so i'm not paying attention to him i'm not watching but then i see a reporter asking a question of john Kerry, and i thought you know just for the heck of it i want to hear what the reporter's question actually is i tuned in near the end of the question which was the important part of the question I tuned in just when the reporter was saying with all that we're trying to do, if we did everything that you're saying we should do to save the planet, how do you know it will actually work? Well, now that's a dynamite question. Let's, Let's pause for a minute and ask that if we did. Let's take this UN Climate Change Conference. This is the 28th year of it. And we were supposed to be doomed a long time ago, but this is the 28th year of their climate summit. John Kerry was just asked, if we did everything that you told us to do, how do you know it's going to work? to save the planet. Now, at that point, um, John Kerry's opening his mouth to answer the question. And they cut away to something else. And I'm like, wait a minute. I wanted to hear that. That is a brilliant question. How the hell do you actually know? Because what you're talking about here is geoengineering. Think about that. You're actually talking about trying to geoengineer the planet which is not quite as bad as terraforming a planet, but still. There are people who are talking about uh, trying to keep the North and South Pole cold by painting it whiter and, you know, so it can't absorb any sun and making sure we keep the polar ice caps as if we're supposed to keep the polar ice caps. There's all sorts of other ideas, like putting something in space to block out the sun so we don't warm as much. All these other really harebrained scheme ideas. If we did all of this, there are those right now calling for an end to coal, gas, and oil. If we did all of that, we got away from all of that. How do we know that it would actually change anything? Or for that matter, change it for the better. Your proof is what exactly? Exactly. And the answer would have to be they don't have any proof. There's none. There's absolutely no proof at all that any of this would actually not only work, but work in a way that they think it's going to work. I mean, what, what if they try some kind of geoengineering idea? Again, we do everything they demand. And it turns out to be disastrous instead. We don't get the good results. It turns out to be absolutely disastrous. Because if you think about climate, go back before human beings were ever even around. The climate has done many disastrous things, which has caused multiple times over the extinction of many life forms. In fact, at times wiped out most life on this planet. That's happened many times over before humans ever arrived on the scene. So, how do we know that if we were to stop burning coal, gas, and oil, how do we know that we're going to get the result that they're claiming we're going to get? That's it's going to happen. It, 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 don't worry about it. Everything the the climate will stabilize, and we'll never have bad weather again. There is never going to be another flood or drought. I mean. These are actually people who not only claim that there's some kind of a climate crisis going on, but claim that if we just do, if we give them enough power and also control over all of our money, that they can actually fix the climate. They can change the weather. So you don't have to experience bad weather anymore. They're going to change the weather. That's what they're claiming that they can do. So that's where I wanted to hear John Kerry's answer to the question. Mr. Kerry, how do you know that this is actually going to work? Now, I'm going to have to go. I'm on the air now. I can't go looking for it. And he just said it, too. He actually just gave the answer. So it's going to take a little bit for it to cycle through the news to see if anyone caught this. But I want to know what his answer was to that. And then I would love to get that answer out there to the world. Well, I don't think uh I don't see I don't think he actually knows. He can make up an answer. Oh, we know it's gonna work because, you know, but the answer is we don't really know what any of these results are gonna be. Nobody does. All of this is just based on theory. Theoretically, if we block out some of the sun's radiation, which by the way. Think about this theoretically. If it, you know, there's that idea of putting something out there in space that will block out some of the sun's heat from getting to the earth so we don't warm anymore. But what does that do to plant life? Well, I mean, if you think about it, plant life depends on the sun to grow, and you're talking about cutting off some of that important light. Plant light also depends on CO2, to grow it's like airborne fertilizer. What happens if you cut that off? Because you want to sequester that under the ground. You sure you guys have all the answers here? Because I'm kind of doubting that you have all the answers here. All right, so I'm really sorry that they cut off Al uh, or John Kerry before he actually gave the answer. And it won't happen today because I got more that I have to do on the air. But at some point, if I can go back and find what answer he gave, then I'll go ahead and and talk about that on the air with you guys because I think that ought to be really interesting. How do you know? Next up I have for you, we're going to get away from that and go to Seattle because there is a student who failed a quiz for the way that he answered a question. And the question that he answered, he said that only women can get pregnant. And because of that, he failed a quiz. We'll talk about that coming up next. 6.15 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods
0: on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS.
1: 6.22 is the time it's Wake Up Wyoming over the hump we go on Wednesday. Okay, so answering what I was just talking about, if you're just joining me, I just wanted to briefly point out that John Kerry, our climate cult czar from the Biden administration, was asked a question at the UN climate meeting. If we did everything you demanded of us to do, how do you know it's going to work and stop this climate crisis that you're talking about and stabilize the planet's weather? And I didn't get to hear... His answer, because they cut away to something else. I want to know what he said. Red and Casper said the thought of human beings in control of Earth is as scary as giving a two-year-old an egg and telling them to be careful, and then setting up a bouncy house. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I would. No, I would agree with that. Good analogy, by the way. No, I don't trust these people. It, look, the, the people that we're talking about here, like John Kerry types. Biden types, Al Gore types. These are not smart people. Okay, And they're also uh, massive hypocrites. They're corrupt. They lie, but they're also just idiots. They don't know how to do anything, and yet they claim they're going to fix the weather. And there's people who believe them. That's what gets me. Milo, morning Milo. He's in for danger. What would... Work is the death rate of the human population that would be in the millions. Oh, many millions. I mean, not just one or two million. I mean, you're talking, yeah. And if, if they do what they say they're going to do, that's exactly what's going to happen. A death rate in a massive amounts. But okay. I wanted to get on to something else this morning because I do know I've talked about that a lot. But I wanted to make sure here's, and I don't have a whole lot on this story. It's just a a Seattle student failed a quiz for answering that only women can get pregnant. yeah, apparently they would well, I guess they deem that as false information. The quiz claimed that it was also false that all men have penises okay well, uh, and so they flunked him on the test for that this is uh, a history teacher at a seattle high school allegedly gave a allegedly i'll put that out there a student a failing quiz grade after he answered that only women can get pregnant and that only men can have penises a 10th grade uh ethnic studies world history teacher at an international high school yeah, it was a quiz so okay i would like to well look um Here's another one. Okay, that that was from... I'm looking at different news organizations that put this out, and I'm just sort of comparing how these news organizations cover the story. It's interesting sometimes to see how news organizations will cover a story if they cover it at all. Okay, here's one that says, read full story. Yeah, the problem is a lot of these people don't have a full story on this. And I want to go to see what the full story is. And what I've told you so far is all they have. Let me click on another one over here. Okay. So the news organizations that are covering the story so far are smaller news organizations. And the Fox is covering it as well. But there are smaller news organizations that are actually covering the story, and again, so far, nobody has much more information than the story that that I just gave you right there. So it's going to be interesting to me to find out as that story continues, and you know, the school wants to respond, the teachers want to respond, is who covers the story and how it's covered. Because we can talk about the controversy of you know, it, it, teaching in a school what is a woman. We can certainly go into that. To me, at this point, what's more interesting is who covers the story at all? To see it come up on Fox News, I get it. Fox News would be interested in that. And there's other smaller conservative news organizations that would definitely cover that story. But then, as far as the other news organizations, will CNN cover it? Will New York Times cover the story. If they do cover it, how does the headline read? And what is the context of the news story? Who they interview and how they cover it. See, I say that because this morning as I was putting together what I talk about every single day on this program is Wyoming public media. I've got a couple of stories up in my notes for them. And Wyoming public media, a very leftist media, In just about everything that they cover, they have to put in something about climate change, whatever it might be. Other than that, they're they're always just from one specific point of view. And they don't even allow another point of view into their stories on whatever the topic might be. And they're supposed to be neutral when it comes to news. So it's always interesting to me the kinds of stories that Wyoming Public Media covers... And then exactly how they phrase the story. Now, we can say the same thing if you want to look at conservative news organizations, too. In other words, very few organizations that claim to be news organizations will cover a story from what they claim is a non-biased point of view. Instead, their headlines read something that, and we've talked about this yesterday, that is as attention-getting as possible and as controversial as they can possibly make it to get the attention of their chosen audience and to push their point of view on this chosen audience rather than just covering it as a news story put the facts out there and let the chips fall where they may so there are two news stories the john Kerry one and the one i just gave you there about the young man failing the test based on that question and in both cases i don't have the full news story i just want to know where this goes And how it's going to be covered. Speaking of news, local news coming your way. Right after local news update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Wake up Wyoming.
0: The best talk show host in the state. Within his price range, tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods weekdays at 6. 6.36
1: in time. Wake up, Wyoming. Okay, so I got uh, coming up, yeah, just a few minutes from now, 6.45, the extended weather forecast from Don Day, which was not a surprise to me, but very interesting. He was looking at weather models. People are asking, what's the weather going to be like at Christmas time, right? And he's saying, yeah, we don't know, because there's competing weather models out there. These weather models are not agreeing with each other, so he's got to throw his hands up and go, I guess we really don't know what's going to happen in Christmas. Which is interesting because he said many times in his program, can't tell what the weather's going to be five days out. He doesn't like doing five-day, ten-day forecast stuff like that. He doesn't like doing it because he knows it's not accurate information. But there are people out there who are going to tell you what the weather's going to be like by 2035 if we don't stop using coal, gas, and oil. They know exactly what the weather's going to be, so they say anyway. All right, so remember, those are old enough to remember the Where's the Beef lady? That was a great commercial for Wendy's and something that really put Wendy's on the map. That was a really beloved commercial out there. All right, so Where's the Beef? Wendy's introduces new artificial intelligence drive-through order taker kind of a long title. Wendy's implementing AI-powered Google to take customers through their drive-through orders. The company claims that the AI system will not just take orders, but uh, claiming it's personalized, their response to every customer. So you're going to think you're talking to a real human being. You've I, now Some of you who play around with social media, you've been through that. You're talking to someone on Messenger, let's say, and you think you're talking to a human being. But then after a while, their answers don't quite add up, and you're beginning to realize, I'm talking to a bot, aren't I? That's essentially what this would be. Restaurant Business reports Wendy's has launched an ambitious project to integrate artificial intelligence technology into their drive-through service. Now, now hang on, before you get too upset, you got to admit this is going to be better than dealing with some of the human beings that you've had to deal with at that window. The initiative, named Wendy's Fresh AI, was developed in collaboration with Google and is currently operating in four company-owned locations, including Columbus, Ohio. Chief Technology Officer at Wendy's emphasized Wendy's Fresh AI is designed to create unique experience for each customer. Again, to make it, it'll try to personalize it to the way you respond so you feel like someone who is is talking personally to you. Now, remember where we were going with this way back when fast food restaurant employees, first off, started demanding higher wages, living wages, which is not possible if you work in fast food, if you know how fast food operates. You're not gonna make a living wage unless you're the manager maybe, you're not gonna make a living wage in fast food. But they were demanding it, and I warned them, you're gonna be taken over by computers by artificial intelligence. You're going to be replaced, including your personality. Which is why I've been. Have you ever heard of the American Automation Association? Probably not. We're a company that produces high-quality automation systems—the kind that replace employees, thus saving corporations lots of money and increasing their personal profits. Now, no doubt, you've seen some of our inventions every day: the self-serve automated checkout at the grocery store, thus saving money on checkout clerks; the self-serve gas pump—that was us too. No need. Need for an attendant the ATM machine at your local bank yep that was us and so many more gadgets that are behind the scenes that you may not even know about like the automation machine at this very radio station that eliminates the need for a full-time employee to man the board on behalf of the American Automation Association we would like to thank the Democrat Party for pushing a minimum wage increase up to $15 an hour each time the minimum wage is increased we We at the AAA get more business from companies looking to get rid of their lower wage employees and replace them with automation. A $15 an hour minimum wage increase would be a boom for our business. Also, thanks for heaping piles of rules and regulations on local companies as well, and taxes and Obamacare. Thanks to socialism, business and American automation is booming now you can tell that bit is old they did that quite a few years ago that was also 15 dollar and obama was in office at the time now we're up to in some places it depends on where you are like a 25 five dollar an hour minimum wage And many of these employees are nowhere near worth it, as you know, when you, some fast food places I go to, the employees are absolutely great, but many fast food restaurants will tell you, it's really difficult to even get people to show up to fill out an application. And then once they fill out the application, are they actually gonna show up for work? It's difficult. And because of that, fast food companies that wanna stay in business because it's a very lucrative business when it works are deciding, well, we'll just go ahead and automate. So to have a artificial intelligence taking your order and it speaks in a personal way to you based on, well, the way you type and what you say, the artificial intelligence will adjust its speech, words, patterns, tones to fit your personality, to make you feel like you're actually having a conversation with a person you like, which would be a far cry from many of the people you've experienced at the fast food window so far. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn
0: Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM1030 K2 Radio.
1: 6.48 is the time off. We go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting. Back. Hey, Frank, when you go out for a night on a town, how much are you willing to spend for a drink? Um, five dollars. Okay. However, try other
2: places where drinks are twenty dollars.
1: Okay. But
2: but, a bottle of
1: beer could be eight or nine dollars. Okay. But do you do that eight or nine? Maybe as a one timer. One timer. Okay. Now, what about when you're at a ball game? Well, that's more than eight or
2: nine dollars. Okay.
1: But do you buy them there?
2: Uh, as a one timer, normally. As a one timer. I, I, okay. I, I will try to have something outside of the stadium. Yeah. And then just buy one from them and
1: call it good. Got it. This is something I've never understood here. The story says embarking on a luxurious journey through the world of wine. Okay. Here is a wine that was bottled in nineteen forty five. They want for this bottle, let me see, five hundred fifty eight dollars.
2: Okay. That's probably cheap in the wine business. Uh, Yeah. Seriously. I mean, uh, I'm not a wine drinker per se. Right. um, But I I have kept track of in a roundabout way of some of the prices of uh, some of the stuff that could be even far older than 1945. And it's into the thousands. Right. I mean, you really better be have yeah. a very good, op- very good reason to buy that and then actually drink it.
1: Yeah, well, there's the thing. <laughs> you better open it on a special occasion. But yeah. I look at that and I think there's absolutely no way I would buy a, a bottle. If, I don't drink, but if I did, for that much money, no. No, 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 no. In fact, I prefer my brother-in-law. He likes his wine in a box. Okay. You've seen that. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, it's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, the question then is... 1945, we're talking World War II. Right, yeah. Uh, most wines are meant to be consumed within a certain time frame to enjoy their best quality. If properly stored, many wines will improve with complexity over time. But then the question is, is there an expiration date on that? And I they, I think their answer is, well, it depends on how you stored it and took care right, of it. Yeah. I'm not spending $550. No, no not at all.
2: National Finals Rodeo moving along last night in Vegas with round number five and the bareback Cole rider on a Buffalo rang up an 87. That was good enough for fifth in the round. He won just over $6,400. He is third in the average and ninth in the world standings. In the saddle bronc, Brody Crest from Hillsdale with an 87. That was good enough for sixth. They earned him over $4,900. He is second in the average and seventh in the world standings. Tanner Butner from Daniel out of the money last night in the saddle bronc so he, was, he's remains, he is now third in the average and sixth in the world standings. There are two performances today of the NFR. Round six will be this morning, then round seven will be tonight at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. Girls High School basketball from over the weekend. First on Thursday, Laramie over Kelly Walls, 36-26. Natrona over Evanston, 59-40. Cheyenne Central Downstar Valley, 41-32. Cheyenne East over Jackson, 80-12. to Green River beat Cheyenne South, 74-44. Burns over Moorcroft, 50-30. Pine Bluffs beat Wheatland, 40-38. For the ladies on Friday, Laramie over Evan. Evanston, 56 25. Kelly Walsh over South 50 47 to 30. Green River beat Natrona 54 42. Pinedale got by Cheyenne Central 68 to 54. And Central turned around and beat Riverton 55 20. East over Star Valley 55 20. And Burns a win- with two wins 50 to 35 over Newcastle and 50 to 23 over Arvada Claremont. Pine Bluffs beat Newcastle 51 25. Glenrock split their games on Friday 54 20 over St. Stevens but lost to Wyoming Indians 65 28. KC lost twice, 61-24 to Grable and 53-14 to Rocky Mountain. Midwest, a loser to Encampment, 64-19. On Saturday, Laramie won again. They beat Green River, 87-51. South over Evanston, 42-26. The Trona beat Kelly Walsh in the Battle of Casper, 62-55. East beat Lander, 45-26, and Riverton, 57-22. Central also beat Jackson, 65-15. Burns rolled along, beating Southeast, 34-30. Pine Bluffs over Mitchell, uh, Mitchell, Nebraska. KC lost twice uh, to once to St. Stephen's 41-30, and the other time to Wyoming Indian, 69-15. Glenrock split their games, beating Grebeau 57-41 and losing to Rocky Mountain 49-44. Rock River over Midwest 77-16. Junior, junior college basketball from last night: the L. Triple C men lost to second-rated Salt Lake on the road 123-78 to drop to nine and six. The L. Triple C women lost to N. J. C. from Sterling, Colorado 56-51. The Golden Eagles are six and six on the year.
1: So Brody's doing well at the rodeo. You
2: know, they made, he made some money. Okay. He just keep adding it up, adding okay. it up, adding Got it up. Enough, and then so. the winner of the average, which is, the, the, you know, the in the individual rodeo itself, yeah. makes a huge bonus at the end. Crest has won the average before. So yeah. I think that average pays about 60 grand. Wow. So, I mean, um, it's... There, there's there's still a lot of money I mean, to be made here. You can right. have a
1: really lousy year than just do well at that one of Well, you got to be good, be to, good get though, in yeah. to get
2: into this thing first. Course, and then yeah. You could have a lousy rodeo, and then at the end, they are like, well, oh, there's money to be it. made here. All right. yeah. Thank
1: you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. News time after that. Wake up, Wyoming.
3: Tuesday.
1: 6th time. It's a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. I'm going to put news aside for just a minute because we got to go talk to Joyce. Yesterday, talked about wreaths across America, and there's going to be a wreath lane this Saturday if you're in Laramie. Now, that's not the only place that this happens. That's why Joyce is with us. Morning, Joyce. How are you?
4: I'm great. How are you,
1: sir? Very good. So, okay, we have reese that will be laid and uh, this is uh, volunteer are you looking for volunteers to help you out here
4: if they want to come and help we'd love to help people come and help okay so now
1: you're doing other locations across wyoming where are some of those places
4: we're doing um medicine Bow, wyoming mm-hmm. we're doing rock river wyoming and we're doing elk mountain wyoming
1: okay now when is this going to take place
4: Saturday at 2 o'clock on all three locations.
1: Okay. Saturday, 2 o'clock, all three locations. And I know you got all of the Reese in advance, correct? Right. Okay. So if someone wants to show up and participate, whether in Lane Reese or just participate in the ceremonies, do they show up at 2 or do they need to be earlier than that?
4: Um, If they want to show up and get some instructions on Lane, the Reese, why they could show up like at a quarter till two. Okay. Our ceremony's going to start at 2 o'clock with different masters of ceremonies at each place
1: all right so uh for those people who want to participate i know that you can go ahead online and look up is this reese across america the website online
4: well yes but we since this is our first time doing this we were bit off the bullet we did not set up a web page this year or a facebook page but they can
1: um Well, the national the website will sure. help them out. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, Go the ahead and look, look for a location near there. Yeah. But again, for those people who'd like to participate, if you're in Rock River or Elk Mountain area or the Medicine Bow area, those locations are all looking for people to show up. Participate in one way or another. That includes... Lane Reefs, so find out where they are, and again, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon is when everybody needs to show up for that. Okay. Well, your first all time right. out, glad you got it all together, so <laughs> I guess we'll be talking to you every year from now on as you continue to do this.
4: We'd like to thank Chuck Gray, our Secretary of State who's coming to Elk Mountain, Okay. and Lieutenant Colonel Barry DeBird, who is the Wing Commander of the Wyoming Air Guard, for coming. Mm-hmm. And then he's at Rock River and then John Johnson, our one of our Carbon County Commissioners, is gonna be at Medicine Bow. Okay. And then we have three soldiers that the Wyoming Air Guard are sending to each one of our locations to play TAP. Mm-hmm. And the just the American Legion, uh, William Horn post and unit number sixty four are the ones that are the sponsoring group and the veterans that are are involved with the Legion and then the the auxiliary members who are spouses of the veterans and then just our local towns have just stepped up to welcome us with open arms. Okay.
1: Well, congratulations for putting all this together. Thank you for coming on this morning. I appreciate <laughs> it.
4: You bet, sir. You have
1: a great day. Okay, so that was Joyce calling in. And again, those locations are going to be Rock River, Elk Mountain, Medicine Bow. I know Laramie has it. Uh, Casper has it, too. Cheyenne has one. Gillette has a Reese Ceremony. Uh, Many other towns around it. Reese Across America is where you go online. And once you get online, you can just go ahead and type in Wyoming locations, and there's probably one happening somewhere near you. Okay. So, 888 was the phone number? 888-97-WOODS. Our Congresswoman Harriet Hageman is trying to get a bill through that would make energy more affordable. This is one of those, it's a great idea, but currently with the Democrats controlling the Senate and a, a Democrat president, there's no way this is gonna get through, but that's okay, get it started now. So hopefully at some time in the future, they can get this through. The whole idea is a bill that would force the bureaucracy to take a look at the costs of what they're doing. So, it's a GOP-led House panel considering the bill. That started uh, yesterday, on Tuesday. Uh, the bill blames uh, the energy costs that you have rising on the Biden administration, which is in part absolutely true. Not. Not 100%, but a good part of it is absolutely true. So Harriet Hageman said, I believe this administration is furthering energy poverty as an affirmative action for the purpose of controlling human behavior and the pursuit of a radical climate agenda. So it talks about who's sponsoring the bill. I have a story up for you on the Wake Up Wyoming site. I I love the titles they give bills like this. The Energy Poverty Prevention and Accountability Act. The bill would require... All federal agencies to include energy poverty statements in the first page of every rule that they want to write about energy so before they write the rule they have to stop and consider and this is going to cost consumers what the American people the average taxpayer the average person who pays their energy bill is going to have to spend how much money because of this. It makes energy, how, how out of reach for poor people in America? This means they would have to defend the rising costs and lack of access to energy, like, well, gasoline, electricity, things like that. The measure calls on federal agencies to make sure that any new rule doesn't negatively impact low-income Americans. Now, opposed to this, and sitting on that panel, Is Ocasio googly eyes Cortez. So Harriet Hageman, I want you to picture this for a woman. Uh, Just a moment. Harriet Hageman is a very intense and very intelligent woman. I've known her for a while. You've heard her on this program. If you want to meet someone who is very intensely intelligent, you would meet Harriet Hageman and walk away with the impression that, wow, uh, she she wears black all the time. Uh, She can be kind of scary. She's a nice lady. But still, though, very intensely intelligent. Sitting across from googly-eyes Cortez, who is arguably about one of the dumbest people to ever hold a seat in Congress. Googly-eyes who thinks that she knows everything but makes her decisions based on pure emotion, right? So, okay, uh, googly-eyes Cortez argues against the bill saying it would just make energy companies richer. Quote, the bill basically says... The more we produce fossil fuels, the more gas and oil we extract, the lower energy prices Americans will have to pay, she said. Ocasio-Cortez argued the bill does nothing to address climate change. It's really too far from propaganda at this point, she says, how they overpromise the benefits of these extraction projects. So, okay. And I just as, as I was looking at this story, I was just picturing sitting in a room in a conference room looking at this bill on one side of the table is harriet hegeman on the other side of the table is googly eyes and those two are having a debate about this by the way according and i'd love to throw this in front of googly eyes to see what kind of answer i get the answer would be insane according to the international disaster database the number of climate-related deaths has fallen by roughly 99% since 1920. And the main reason for that is the way we build things now. Yeah, we're better at building things that can withstand what the climate naturally does. But that's a whole other story I want to get into because I came across that statistic while I was writing the story. Energy price, of course, across the board as the nation continues on with wind and solar. And the studies are showing these new forms of energy to be, as you know, less reliable, more expensive, causing more pollution, not less. So it's not even very green to do this, but this is what they're pushing us toward, as you know, pushing us toward. And what Harry and Hageman Hagerman wants to do with this bill is to make sure that the bureaucracy, as well as the politicians, Think about the actual costs of what we're currently doing with energy in America. Not just to the average American, but especially, you know, the Democrats are always talking about how they want to help the poor. Well, not exactly helping them out here. Making basic energy out of reach. And it should be extremely affordable. 7.15, wake up.
0: When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news. Wake up, Wyoming,
1: with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. 721 the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Off we go to Cheyenne, Wyoming, where your Secretary of State, Chuck Ray, is on the phone with us here. I'm sorry, Chuck. I usually have something bizarre and snarky to catch you off guard. I didn't come up with anything this time. <laughs> Glenn, just, how are you doing? Just, it's I just great feel like well, I feel like I failed you, Chuck. I mean, you know, I just used my usual opening. When I had the governor on a couple of weeks ago, I made a comment on his beard that caught him off guard. I mean, he's just I want him to grow down to his chest like David Letterman, you know. But he's not I heard concerned.
5: about that. Yeah, how did he answer?
1: Uh, he answered that he has to consult with his wife, and she hasn't given an opinion yet.
6: So that makes
1: sense. Uh, All right, real quick, I just sent you a story. One in five mail-in voters admit to committing voter fraud in the 2020 election.
5: It's very troubling, some of the trends out there, Glenn, and that's what we ran on is election integrity. And and we're really working to follow through on that. One of the things we just put out was a rulemaking, and we're out for public comment on this. So if you want to comment... The comment period continues through January 26th, and you can email our counsel, Joe Rubino, at joe.rabino1 at yo.gov. What this rulemaking is going to do is require proof of residency at the time of registration. Right now, we require proof of identity, but proof of residency is not required. And one of the trends nationwide to combat Some of the fraud that we're seeing is to provide that proof of residency. So in addition to the durational residency requirement that we've asked the legislature to pass in the upcoming budget session, and that passed in the Joint Corporations Committee a few weeks ago, we're also pursuing this rulemaking because there's a lot of fraud out there, Glenn, and and we've got to get ahead of it. We've got to get ahead
1: of it. Okay, so what does this look like for me as a voter? If I go show up right now, when every single time a voting uh, cycle comes up, I like to head down to my city hall, and I just make sure I'm registered right, and they check my information, and they really just look at my driver's license because I registered a while back, and they go, yep, you're in there, you're in the database. Would I have to do anything extra?
5: Not now, because you're already registered. Yeah. So if you're already registered, you're already registered, you're going to be able... Uh, to vote when you show up. And I think uh, it's great, Glenn, that, that you just check ahead of time just yeah. to make sure everything's on the up and up. But if an individual is not registered, right, when they go to vote, they will need to register. That is a requirement of the mm-hmm. process because we have voter registration in Wyoming. Right now, what is needed to be shown is proof of identity. Right. We're also going to require proof of residency. Now, if your address where you're registering to vote is on your license, you've checked both boxes. That's okay. proof of identity because you have your photo there on your license but uh, and also proof of, proof of residency because you have your residential address where you're registering to vote. Now, if your residential address is not on that license, then we have a list of documents that can be shown to provide that proof of residency, and it's quite Extensive Starts a utility bill and goes all the way to a doctor's bill or receipt or a government right. document right. showing that, that you live at that address, whether it's enrollment papers for school or there's, there's a lot of documents that are going to be eligible to achieve that okay. second box.
1: Now, to be clear, I wouldn't have to bring all of that. I would probably just have to bring one, right, like a utility bill. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Just one. Yeah.
5: Just one. With your name and the address where you're registering to vote. Okay. Find those two together. And states are doing this around the country because one of the problems out there is uh, we don't have a durational residency requirement to vote uh, in Wyoming. And we're trying to fix that in the upcoming legislative session. Our Constitution had a year-long durational residency requirement that was struck down by the Supreme Court. But this is a huge hole in our statute books. And the county clerks have testified also that this is something we need to work on. So I, I called him mm-hmm. into our room here at the Wyoming Secretary of State's office and said, look, we need to get a solution on this and move the ball forward for election integrity, and I think we're getting there on this, on this rulemaking.
1: Okay. Now, next up here, you sent me a story about how top Wyoming officials are slamming the brakes on the court labeling Trump an insurrectionist, which, to me, I don't think they really can because he hasn't been found guilty of anything.
5: I agree with you, Glenn, and and it's very clear that President Trump was using his First Amendment rights to question the results of an election, period. This was not an insurrection. And this Colorado court, this trial judge down in Denver that ruled the other way, this ruling has huge implications. And what we did with this amicus brief, we led this amicus brief with Ohio, and also Missouri, the Secretary of State there, is we argued that the Supreme Court needs to overrule this finding from the trial judge down in Denver and just dismiss this entire outrageous case.
1: Okay, so now that does take care of of, Wyoming in that case, and you're in with a couple of other states, so I guess this would have to start climbing its way up the courts then, wouldn't it?
5: Well, it's in the state Supreme Court there in Colorado, yeah. and hopefully uh, President Trump, we we win, and it's just thrown out, and this binding is removed from the trial judge at trial level. But it, this is going on in almost every state, including Wyoming, where I've been sued by this radical left-wing lawyer in Albany County. He's suing me because I certify the candidate list, and he's trying to remove this lawyer, President Trump, from the ballot. So we're just filed a motion to dismiss. We're really pushing back on that to try to get the, the local court there in Albany County to dismiss the case. And, and then uh, we'll just be able to proceed as always. But they, they're very good at finding sort of leftists in every state who will file these cases. And unfortunately, Wyoming is, is in the same, same boat. So we're fighting that. And really proud of the motion to dismiss we failed. I think we did a good job with that. And I mm-hmm. do think the, the local judge there in in Laramie is going to dismiss the case because okay. just facially these arguments that are being brought by the radical left are just absurd. Right
1: okay. Now, I just got off the phone with a lady named Joyce. She was on the air. You're going to be over in Elk Mountain Joy. this Saturday. Joy, yeah. Uh, and you're going to be placing some Reese out that way, I understand.
5: Joyce is a incredible person, one of the first people when Ed Buchanan decided not to run for Secretary of State that called me mm-hmm. and said, you need to think about going for this office and yeah. started praying about it and ultimately decided to run. And, and yes, they're having a reef ceremony out, out at Elk Mountain and going to go over and, and participate in that. And Reese Across America is just, it, it's just such an incredible Yeah incredible
1: program all right hey thank but. you for coming on this morning i got to run for news time always good to talk to you chuck all
5: right
1: thanks glenn sure coming up on some local news that we have to cover then we're going to get out of local news into well weather forecast but don day's on at 7 45 and we'll talk about besides weather leading up to christmas why so many weather programs out there that are trying to predict what's coming between now and christmas are in disagreement with each other so wake up wyoming Like a strong cup of coffee in the
0: morning. Tasteless, but it'll get you through the day. Wake Up Wyoming with
1: Glenn Wood. 7.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so I got to give it to Milo. That was a good one. Milo from Fort Danger sent me a note. So our Wyoming representative, Harriet Hageman, has introduced a bill where in order for the bureaucracy or even Congress to write more rules regarding energy, the first thing they have to do in the bill or the rulemaking, whatever it is, the first paragraphs have to examine what the financial impact is going to be to the American people, to the public, and not just the average American middle class, but poor people. Are you thinking about how this is going to impact? Because people need energy from gasoline to electricity, and there's all sorts of different kinds of energy. People need it. We use it today for so many different things. Energy prices keep going up. Now, there's been confusion in this meeting that they're having over this bill. Uh, Sitting across from our own Harriet Hegeman, of all people, is googly eyes Ocasio-Cortez arguing against this. Imagine that conversation. And googly eyes doesn't understand why the cost of energy has gone down so much. Uh, natural gas, oil, eh, the cost of the energy we extract has gone down. But the price of energy keeps going up, and she doesn't understand that. It must be because of those greedy energy companies, right? Or is it because government keeps piling on regulations and taxes and et cetera? The more they try to push us toward wind and solar and garbage like that, and the more they regulate coal, gas, and oil, the more expensive it gets. Despite the fact that extracting the energy is getting cheaper all the time, your cost for using the energy keeps going up. How is that possible? It must be greedy energy companies. No. Get, get these regulations out of it. I'm not saying no regulations, but get these regulations out of it. So Milo says so. What you're saying is that environmentalists are racist because it affects minorities in a terrible way. Uh, sure. Never thought of it about it that way, but let's th- toss that out there because that's a great argument. What you're doing, Milo, this is why that's really a great argument, is you're using their own terms against them. See, Democrats say that they're constantly fighting for the poor, for the underprivileged, for the downtrodden. That's who they're fighting for. They want to save these people and protect them. And yet their own policies make it more and more difficult to be poor, especially when it comes to not just housing, but energy, food. As the price of everything continues to go up, and it is nice to see there has been a moderation overall of uh, inflation Inflation was really bad earlier, and now it's still inflating, but nowhere near as it was before. But still, costs will go up more. You think the prices of uh, automobiles are bad now or energy is bad now? Wait. Food, wait. Because there's no way to keep implementing these policies without the price of everything going sky high, which negatively affects poor people. And according to the Democrats, using their own terms, your, their own arguments, if you're affecting poor people and minorities in a negative way, that makes you racist. Well, your own policies on energy, is make, it makes things out of reach. Housing, food, energy. It makes it so expensive, it's out of reach for these people. Don't blame the oil companies or pharmaceutical companies or food or, you know, real estate, whatever it might be. No, in in fact, blame the policies that make this, all of this, more and more expensive. And who's implementing these policies? Yeah, it's the Democrats, it's the liberals who are, that continue to do things that make stuff more and more expensive. And not believing in the free market. Oh, their idea when it came to healthcare was, well, we got to have government run healthcare. Problem is, government run healthcare is not free, even though they claim it's free. It turns out to be outrageously expensive and some of the poorest quality that's out there. And yet, the more they try to fix healthcare, the worse it gets. So that would mean their own healthcare policies are also racist policies, but they'll blame the healthcare industry and refuse to look at their own policies as the cause of the problem. Well, it can't possibly be them, right? You can't blame. They'll never blame themselves. If their plans don't work, it can't be their fault, right? That's why I mentioned earlier this morning, it was really interesting. There was a, I, I'm watching the climate conference, COP28, and there's our own uh, John Kerry is being asked a question by a reporter. And the reporter is basically asking, if we do everything you say, how do you know it will work to save the planet from climate change? We do everything you say. How do you know it's going to work? It was cut off before I got a chance to see the answer. They went to something. The news channel went to something else. I want to know what the answer to that is. Because right now it's not working. I mean, it's really not working. 742, wake up on low this clouds, fog, a little of bit of light snow flurry activity disturbing. around a Cheyenne and the Nebraska-Colorado border. With Glenn but other the than the southeast, Wyoming which is going to
3: be on the northern edge of a New Mexico storm, the rest of the state going to just be a, a cool,
1: fair, dry day. Okay, and it looks like it gets fairer as we get toward the weekend.
3: Yeah, as that low moves out of New Mexico into Texas, then into the southern plains later in the week and over the weekend we're going to be under a high pressure and as we discussed yesterday we've got one storm track taking storms off the pacific into canada that southern jet stream is taking systems well to our south and we're left in the middle so that the arctic gets cut off the pacific gets cut off and when you those are our two source areas of of winter weather and they're cut off yeah so basically that's gonna take place here over the next five or six days so there's gonna be a distinct lack of
1: well a lack of weather it just seems weird to me that we have winter happening north of us winter happening south of us and we're stuck in the middle with just nice there's a country song in there something i you know and it's not bad okay now here's what got me i'm watching your podcast this morning for cowboy state daily and it's always interesting when this happens so people of course wondering so what's christmas gonna be like well when we take a look at the climate models eh who knows
3: yeah and and that's the thing is, is this is the time of year where a lot of folks are are gonna be traveling and anticipate travel and i know there's a high demand for wanting to know right now exactly this point in time what exactly it's going to be when they want to hit the road and travel seven or eight days from now. Uh, and we just don't know yet. Uh, we we are very confident that through the early parts of next week we don't really have any concerns as long as you decide you don't want to drive to Santa Fe or, or Lubbock. I think you're going to be okay. But uh, after we get to the second half of next week, towards the weekend before Christmas, there's a change coming. And we do expect that 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 change is going to mean colder temperatures and better chances of snow. But we're too far for details other than to tell folks to stay tuned, and we'll we'll try to get you that info as soon as we
1: can. And what's always interesting to me is when you point out that if you're using one of those apps on your phone, what forecast you get depends on what weather model they prefer.
3: That's right. And some apps, some of the more... uh, Ones that a lot of times one you have to pay for that are are more detailed, a lot of times will tell you, you know, where they're getting their information from. Mm -hmm. But when we start to see this wide disparity in forecast seven or eight days from now, you can really be misled. Uh, And that's why I always tell people stop at five days. Okay. If you go past
1: five days, there should be a warning label. With it. All right, thank you, Don. Don Day with day weather. I think that's important to hear from time to time. Is that you know your weatherman will say, "Look, a uh, five-day forecast, fine," but after that, eh, yeah, that's uh, off. We go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, so Frank, there's a new thing coming to Wyoming parks. I saw one of these in Florida, and I'm really impressed. I don't need one, but I want one. Okay. To a park. To a park. Now, what it is, you've seen, of course, folks who uh, are disabled, they're in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and, of course, it's motorized. Yep. And they're riding around. You know, you see them at your grocery yeah, store. Yeah, all the too. time, yeah. Okay. Let's put tank treads on those suckers <laughs> Well then, it's a, then it's all terrain vehicle. Yeah, it's, yeah, there you go. Which is now, good
2: for them. Yeah, and, and they can
1: go anywhere. Yeah. Oh my lord! Yeah. Now we're not just talking. We're just gonna you know beef up this with some tank treads here. Oh no 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 no. We're going to go with a heavy duty frame. Uh, a really good, hard tank tread that can really take it. In fact, it might be able to go some places, Frank, that you wouldn't be able to go walking, which makes me say, I know I don't need one of these, Frank, but... but you would like one. I would like to, yeah, just because how cool would it be to go riding around. In fact, if you look in our back parking lot here, what do you see out there? Well, one of the yeah, like a snowcat. Yeah, yeah it's, it's but, a, but it's a sm- This is a smaller one. It's a side by side, folks. That we have in in the summertime, we have wheels on it. In the wintertime, they put some. Tracks, tracks. Mm-hmm. on the thing, so we can get around in the snow. Have you, have you tried that yet? No, I, I, I would love to drive it just in the parking lot. Yes, I, well, with the tracks. Yeah. See, same thing for me is I really do want to give that a shot. And I was told I would be allowed to. I just got it. Well, I'll wait till the next snow comes along and give it a try. But anyway, when they get these things in Wyoming parks, and I have an article up on the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning, where they're going to start putting these things in place, you would be able to reserve one. Mm -hmm. And use it. But my concern is, but if I come walking up, I mean, like I can, with no effort whatsoever, are they going to look at me and say no? You're saying that this is for... um Folks who really need help getting I, around. What, what if I Not say you? <laughs> what if I say that I'm going to write up a story on one of these? Well,
2: things. then they'll let you write
1: it, of course. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just want to <laughs> ride it around for a while, so I can see. There's my excuse. I can't answer for anybody else, but yeah, folks, this thing is really heavy. In fact, there's armrests on it, Frank, and the joysticks are like uh, big joysticks you would use in a fighter plane. Oh, really? Kind of a thing <laughs> on the left and right arm there. Oh, rest, nice! There. Now all I need is like a missile launcher, right? <laughs> and, and you're ready to go. Smoke <laughs> machine. All righty. The national finals rodeo
2: moving along last night in Las Vegas with round number five and the bareback hole reiner out of Buffalo rang up an 87. And that was good enough for fifth in the round. He won just over $6,400. Reiner is third in the average and ninth in the world standings in the saddle bronc. Brody Kress from Hillsdale with an 87. That was good enough for six, so that earned him over 4900 bucks. Cress is second in the average and seventh in the world standings. Tanner Butner of Daniel out of the money last night in the saddle bronc. So he is right now third in the average and sixth in the world standings. There will be two performances today at the NFR, round six this morning and round seven tonight. And that will be at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. Vegas. girls high school basketball from over the weekend first on Thursday Laramie over Kelly Walsh 36-26 the Trona beat Evanston 59-40 Cheyenne Central down Star Valley 41-32 Cheyenne East over Jackson 80-12 Green River down Cheyenne South 74-44 Burns defeated Moorcroft 50-30 and Pine Bluffs a winner over Wheatland 42-38 on Friday for the ladies Laramie over Evanston 56-25 Kelly Walsh beat Cheyenne South 47 to 30. Green River over in the Trona 5442. Pinedale got by Cheyenne Central 68-54. Then c- Central uh, turned around and beat Riverton 55 20. East over Star Valley in, in, uh, all over on Mount Friday. Burns with two wins, 50 to 35 over Newcastle and 50 to 23 over Colorado Arvada, Colorado. Pine Bluffs beat Newcastle 51-25. Glenrock split their games on Friday, 54-20 over St. Stevens, and then lost to Wyoming Indians 65-28. Casey lost twice, 61-24 to Grable and 53-14 to Rocky Mountain. Midwest dropped the 64-19 decision to encampment. Lastly, on Saturday, Laramie drilled Green River 87-51. South over Evanston 52-26. Natrona beat Kelly Walsh in the Battle of Casper 62-55. East with two wins, beating Lander 45-26 and Riverton 57-22. Central beat Jackson 65-15. Burns with another win. They beat Southeast 34-30. Pine Bluffs edge Mitchell, Nebraska 36-35. Five. KC lost twice, 41-30 to St. Stephen's and 69-15 to Wyoming Indian. Glenrock split their games on Saturday, beating Grable 57-41 and losing to Rocky Mountain 49-44. Rock River over Midwest 77-16. Tuco Basketball, the LCCC men lost to second rated Salt Lake City last night, 123-78 for 9-6. The LCCC women, women lost to NJC from Sterling, Colorado at home, 56-51. The Golden Eagles are now 6-6 and on the year.
1: Okay, and, and you're short. Now, I don't know. I really haven't gotten your opinion here. So the Bulls Game for UW. They got this. They don't. It's, it's right, going to be a, a, very a very good game. Very good game. Which I, means you don't know. No, I, I don't know. No. No. Okay. That, that's what a good game. But when Frank doesn't know, it's a good game.
2: Well, no, Frank doesn't know just about every game.
1: Well, that's true. Okay, but not every game is a good game. Right. But basically, exactly. Frank doesn't know anyway. Right. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we got to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. Open phones in the next hour. Right after your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, I got questions, Facebook. I don't get it. I don't, I'm sending Miss Mary a note here. Why? I'm sure if you are with me, because of my job especially, I'm all over the internet and social media. It's just part of what I have to do. And every so often I get ads for things. And why are you sending me an ad for that? I don't understand what makes you think I would want that. It's bad enough when I get to all sorts of uh, requests, friend requests on social media, and it's supposed to be some really hot young woman... And it's not only do I immediately understand that it's spam, but the style of woman that they send me is what actually turns me off, not on. You think I'm attracted to that? No. And I just got this in my uh, Facebook ads. As you scroll, ads come up, right? From eBay. It is a realistic silicone European female... Uh, face headwear prop. So basically, it's uh, it, it looks like the face of a very attractive young lady. And it's a mask that I would pull over my own head and wear. Yeah, I don't know why they think I would want... And their algorithms are supposed to be pretty good at deciding what you do, what you like. And we're going to send stuff that you tend to click on and read and like... What the hell does that have to... Okay. I'm not... I don't want... It's creepy looking, too. All right. Also, let me see. I put that one away. I got to go back real quick. People send me stuff all the time to look at and read, which I I appreciate. I like that. Now, just so you know, most things that people send me, I've already seen. But sometimes not. Jack sent me this. This is going way back to all in the family.
0: You know something, if you liberals go on getting your way, we're all going to hear one big loud flush. (laughs) That's the
7: sound of the USA going down a toilet. Mr. Bumper, I want that vote of yours tomorrow. Now you tell me, how do I get it?
0: Can you handle a shotgun? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that's the only way I know. Why is it you liberals, no matter what subject you're talking about, you always get around
1: to that. You guys got more ways for the world to end than a dog's got fleeing. Well, that's always been the true, and that show was back on there in the 70s. Chet and Yoder wants to talk about the economy. Hello, Chet.
8: Hey, Glenn. No, the, the economy, you keep saying, like, it's probably just Biden's malarkey. They claim it's getting better. People are doing better, but I don't see it. Right, The doggone energy, well, it's gone down a little bit, gasoline Mm -hmm. and so on. But on the other hand, my propane went up a bunch. Yeah. I mean, like almost a dollar a gallon. But yet they keep claiming it's getting better. We're doing better. You just don't see it. I don't... You're right. I don't see it.
1: Yeah. See, I can understand, because politicians lie... I can understand why the politician would say, oh, things are better. You ought to really look. What I don't understand is the news media that goes along with it rather than saying that's not true. Well,
8: it might be getting better in China or Ukraine or somewhere, but it's not better around here. I know in this area, we tend to be behind the time a little bit. Recession comes along, it takes a couple months before it gets here and the same when it leaves it's right. a couple of months after everybody else but
1: uh yeah we've it's getting worse not better and the policies the Biden administration has in place right now is just uh, going to make things even worse these are not policies that make things better it's just and, and they don't seem to understand it, but you well
8: know. and, and bureaucrats i don't think they should be writing laws Right. I mean, they can make a recommendation like, yeah, you need to clean up the trash rather than leave it behind or right. something. But they shouldn't be that powerful. You, you can blame be both Democrats
1: blame both Democrats and Republicans for that because they don't write laws. Congress doesn't write laws. They write an outline. Then they hand it to the bureaucracy and say, you write the rules to make this happen. And, of course, it gets out of control. Pretty much overnight it gets out of control.
8: Yeah, they write a statute, and then you're supposed to follow the statute, but it's your interpretation yeah. of the statute.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. So uh, I,
8: I don't see it.
1: Lots of fix. cost
8: here. of everything keeps going up.
1: Yeah. All right, well, the only real solution here is not the current people we have in office. It's to get people in office who are more interested in getting government under control and limiting its size and power. Because as Ronald Reagan said, government is the problem, not the solution.
8: Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, I never did economics in high school or college. I knew some people that did, and they hated it. Yeah. But... uh, To me, it's kind of common sense, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit of supply and demand and so on. But yeah, this isn't working. They're lying to us. It's all malarkey, Mm -hmm. is what I'm going to call it.
1: All right. Thank you for calling, Chet. He's over there in Yoder. Wait, here's the deal. No, it's, it's real simple. As more of the libertarian guy and the guy who wrote a book called The Uncomplicated Life, it's real simple. Founding fathers got a lot right, and one of the things they did is limiting the size of government. Because the problems that we're facing today are not because, uh, well, of anything else, the way I see it anyway, than government trying to solve all of our problems. The more powerful government gets, the more they take power away from you. The more money they take, the bigger they get, the more they try to solve, the worse things get. These people are not the smartest and brightest among us. Every time I watch... The average politician on television, I tend to see someone who uh, lies, is corrupt, is often naive, sometimes just flat-out stupid. And yet, they claim that they can, have, they can solve all of these problems. And sometimes the problem doesn't even exist. But they even claim that they can change the weather. Oh, yeah, you give them enough power and they're going to fix the weather. Don't worry about it. We'll never have floods or droughts or hurricanes or tornadoes or anything ever again forest fires psh, they're going to take care of that they can fix anything because they're the almighty politician what scares me even more is there's people out there who honestly think that they can do it all right like chet just did we are into the most dangerous time of this radio program every single day and that would be open phones
7: Morning, wake up wyoming is about to enter daily open phones this means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple
1: eight ninety seven 97 woods of phone number, it's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Prince just, no, not, not the pop star, you know the Prince, just sent me a note here. My damn gas bill went from $35 to $115. Crazy. Well, here's what I was saying last hour about that. So googly eyes, Casio cortez among other people, just can't seem to understand. In a lot of ways, energy prices have gone down. Uh, gasoline, well, petroleum, crude oil. Uh, Natural gas has fluctuated, but it's gone down a bit, and also coal. These are very cheap forms of energy. And yet, despite the fact that energy has gone down in price, your utility bills have gone up. It's nice to see a bit of a relief at the gas pump, but you know that's not going to last. So how do energy costs keep going up when the cost of extracting energy keeps going down? And the answer to that, googly eyes will not see it but relies in, we'll take a look at what goes on in government bureaucracy and government lawmaking as they continue to put pressure and regulate these industries and also subsidize wind and solar while putting pressure on coal, gas, and oil, even trying to get rid of it. Of course, costs are going to go up. Of course they are. So yeah, the cost of extracting energy goes down, but providing you with that energy, the costs go up, and the answer to that is, well, because your government is in the way. Get them out of the way and let the market handle it. right? Kurt is in Colorado about inflation. Hello, Kurt. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Very really good. What you got for me? Uh,
6: some of the things that people are talking about with inflation. And when uh, Biden got into office, they changed the metric of how they calculate inflation from back in the Carter years. Right. It, it it was done to make him look better, right? But that metric hasn't changed, and I, I can't find it. I had it on my on my phone. I had it saved. But if you calculate the the inflation or the cost of inflation right now as compared to when they came up with this set of figures to actually actually calculate it back in the seventies, inflation is over twenty percent.
1: Okay. I'll go see what I can find out about because I remember something about that Dorn, especially coming out of the Carter years into the Reagan years on how we calculated. I remember a discussion about it way back then, but I'll have to go back and dig a little bit.
6: Yeah, and, and it was in Biden's first term or first term, first year that uh uh they decided, well that was that was too harsh. So they yeah. they uh pared this thing down to make it look better than what it okay. is. And, well,
1: it's, and we know it's, it's actually, nonsense. We we Kurt, no, it's nonsense because if we, you know, they can say, hey, you know, inflation is flat. That's one of the reports coming out in the news this morning. Inflation is flat this past month. Really? Go to the grocery store. You know, go Absolutely. try to buy Yeah, go try buy a car or buy a house right now. Go shopping for Pete's sakes. And then come back and tell me that prices are down.
6: Absolutely. The other thing that I was going to tell you is uh – Biden apparently put out a statement yesterday or the White House put out a statement that they're willing to negotiate on on border security if we go ahead and fund Ukraine and and Israel. Right. To me, that's blackmail. Right. And that's also an admission that they haven't been doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is
1: treason. See, now you're what's known as an observant guy. I wish more people were. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of hard not to. I mean, you either got to have your head in the sand, yeah, or or
6: be a, a, a hermit someplace General. to not notice what's going on.
1: All right. Thank you for calling, Kurt. To wake up, Wyoming. we will try to keep like across Wyoming Kurt was and down beyond Colorado, with right the right Wake Up that, Wyoming the way mobile app. This is AM 10:30, K Two look Radio. This remind, And I'll have to go back. I tried during the break to find something on it, but I'm going to do a little more digging because I know the metric was changed a little bit. But all right, let's take a look at something uh, related to that. So during the Obama administration, they kept trying to say unemployment is at an all-time low. Why? Unemployment has never been so low. We've never seen unemployment this low. It was the way they calculate unemployment. Who's considered Unemployed. If I lost my job right now and I did not file for unemployment and I stayed home for a while, I would not be counted as unemployed. Okay. There's the U6 index is what you want to watch because there's all sorts of people who are not on the unemployment rolls, yet they are unemployed. And they should be counted. And when you add that number up, you find out the unemployment number is completely different than what they're telling you. So during the Obama years, unemployment was actually very very high not low at all but they tried to make the number look like it was extraordinarily low and then talk about what a genius obama was actually guys government should not be involved in the economy at all the reason that we talk about inflation and jobs and stuff like that is because we got government involved in the economy government should not be involved in the economy it's not one of the things they should be tasked with doing The only thing, government can harm the economy or help it by getting out of the way. The only thing government should really be doing in the economy, which is not directing it, because you see what happens when they try to direct it. They try to make energy affordable and energy becomes less affordable. They try to make something more accessible. I love pointing out college, healthcare, energy. They're going to make it more affordable and more accessible. And what's happened? The price goes up and it's harder to get. Take a look at college. Healthcare is the same thing. They want healthcare to be more accessible and more affordable. And yet the more government gets involved in it, the more expensive it gets and the harder it is to get to it. Healthcare industry is a a mess because of government involvement in it. If they wanted to fix that, they would get government out of it. Let the free market take over. Now, all government needs to do, no matter what industry we're talking, energy, healthcare, name your industry is to make sure, first off, the game is played fair. Anyone who's being dishonest, that's where the government steps in. And to make sure people are doing it clean. You know, they're not polluting, for example, in the energy industry. And no, CO2 is not a pollutant. So we can take that off, but just make sure they're not polluting. But choosing what kind of energy, government should not be in charge of deciding, well, we're going to go all wind and solar. That shouldn't be their job let the energy companies decide how they're going to produce that energy if they think that coal and natural gas is the best way to go then they'll do that and government just make sure that they're not ripping us off and again they're not polluting co2 is not a pollutant make sure they're not ripping us off and not actually polluting that's all government should be doing. Leave it to the marketplace. And yes, there will be times that the uh, prices might go a little higher or a little lower. There'll be some economic problems from time to time. The economy is never perfect all the time. But it gets much worse when government tries to control it. The more government tries to control prices, the higher prices go. One of the worst things that government can do when it comes to prices is price controls. Whenever government tries price controls, we end up with shortages... And high inflation, that's what price controls do for us. And that's a government thing. So we start off with, the, and, and then they, as Kurt was saying, they start to recalculate it to make it look like, well, it's not so bad. Well, no, you've changed the way you calculated to make it look better. But we out here, we know because we live it. You can go ahead and tell us that, well, the economy is doing great and prices are dropping, but <clears throat> we live it. We see it when we go to the grocery store and we have less purchasing power than we did last week that tells us something we know something's not right when we see that I was talking to some gentlemen who run an auto dealership including the general manager of the dealership yesterday and they asked me and they had heard me talking on the air about this and I was just very honest with them. I said fact of the matter is If you go out to buy an automobile these days, not just the cost of a new one, the cost of a used one. It's just way too much. Shouldn't be like this. And then if you're going to finance it, oh my Lord, the interest rates. Dear Lord, out of control. How is someone supposed to get a car? Your average American, how are they supposed to get a car these days? Yeah. And and most of the problem, not the entire problem, but most of the problem is government involvement in the auto industry. If we could get them out of it and let the market do what the market does, things would be a whole lot more affordable. See, they, again, once again, these guys are not the answer to our problems. They are the problem, as Ronald Reagan said. All right, coming up on 830, local news coming your way right after local news. Update on your weather forecast and you and I get back into it. Good story by Cale Lenhart in wildfile asking wyoming not to follow california's failed property tax system while well, speaking of high prices while we're looking at a solution to our property tax issues here in the state of wyoming he talks about what not to do i'll take a look at his article coming up next wake up wyoming
0: So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: Well, this is always one of the most dangerous times. Not open phones necessarily, but picking up a topic I'm about to pick up. It's really difficult for a radio guy. Because I'm going to talk property taxes here right away. I <sighs> want to listen to some of our property taxes. Very difficult to do. But no, I think this is a good comparison. It's a problem in Wyoming. And here's someone who came up with a good comparison on what not to do. But first, Babylon B. Probably the best parody they've ever done, I think wish we all could leave California now to the tune of the Beach Boys. And people are. I bring that up. Okay, so here's the article. It's Wildfile. Kel Leonard, he's uh, writing for them an opinion piece. Wyoming, don't follow California's failed property tax system. Rather than look out state, lawmakers should support Governor Gordon's homegrown solution. Okay, now, I uh, don't know if necessarily I have to look into the details if I agree with Governor Gordon's solution or not entirely entirely yet. But I do agree with the idea. Don't look to what California is doing. So, okay, here's what he starts with, which is he's correct about this. He says, property tax, hot issue with Wyoming politics concern that rising residential property tax assessments will hurt Wyoming residents is not entirely without cause as some genuinely struggle with the increase however the reason why assessments have increased is not well understood and the main purpose or proposed response uh, will do more harm than good he says it's important to understand that Wyoming property tax rates have not changed that's true For the most part, your property tax rates have not changed. He said, in fact, Wyoming's property tax is among the lowest in the nation. According to a 2021 study by the Tax Foundation, Wyoming property tax rates is about 47th out of 50 states. We're really low. Rather, it's the rise in property tax rates solely because of the increase in property values. See, we're so used to, here in the state of Wyoming our property being valued really low. And take a look at our population. There's a huge state, but not a lot of people want to live here. And not because it's not a great state, but just not a lot of people want to move here. And that's kept your property prices low. But what happens when people start to move here? That When, when people actually do want it, when people with money want to move here and they move to this area and pay way too much for the property. All right. Well, that's what wrecks everything. So he said, one reason that property values have increased inflation. Thank you, Biden. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, it would require over $244,000 in today's dollars to match the purchasing power of $200,000 in January of 2019. So we just got done talking about inflation. He said, these inflationary increases also impact home values. So if assessments accurately capture that increase in the value... That means higher taxes. Property values have also increased because buyers are increasingly coming from out-of-state and bringing property valuations from their home estate with them. And buyer from the coast who is used to high property values would not think twice about it. You see, the people who come from the east and west coast and move here to Wyoming, they take a look at what they're paying for a home and they think they're getting a deal. So imagine how expensive it was where they came from. And they took a, take a look at their property taxes, even though they've been inflated because they paid too much for their house. And they think, wow, what a great deal. Look how much I'm saving on my price. You could have saved more. You could have paid less for that house and be paying less in property taxes, but you blew it for yourself and everybody else. Wyoming also faces a housing shortage, the story says, meaning that we do not have enough housing stock to meet the needs of the people who wanna buy homes. The simple law of supply and demand dictates that with a supply shortage, prices increase, again, leading to higher assessments and tax burdens. All of this is to say that while increased property tax payments are real, they have increased due to inflationary and market conditions, not because of the increase of your tax rate. Unfortunately, the proposals floated to address the issue have been weak. See, this is important because we're coming up on the legislative session here, and last year they, our legislator didn't deal with this. Not that they didn't try, they didn't come up with anything. He said the main proposal would have property taxes based on the purchase price rather than the market value and would artificially limit any market adjustments. The system has been tried already. Most notably in California, he says, It resulted in a majority or in a skewed real estate system where homeowners were heavily disincentivized from selling property. Rather than fixing the tax problem, it caused a housing crisis. The proposal also comes with major big government red flags. It requires everyone who purchases real estate to publicly disclose the terms of their purchase, rather than allow private transactions to remain private. This proposal would require the government to collect sales data on every real estate transaction. He says, I believe that most people would much rather have a private transaction remain private, rather than be forced into public view. An interesting statistic, he says, illustrates perhaps the greatest problem with this proposal. It would primarily benefit those who do not need the help rather than tailor relief to those who truly struggle with the increased property taxes, so the California style proposed changes it doesn't work for everybody. said so the Wyoming County Commission Association analyzed the data and found that over forty percent of the tax payments would go to property owners in Jackson and Teton over forty seven percent of the residents' property tax savings would be Teton county alone, Lincoln County, Teton County neighbors to the South would account for about 13%. This proposal is a, less a property tax relief proposal than more of a Jackson real estate subsidy, he says. Well, and there's where I disagree with the term subsidy. Subsidy, is that's not the right word here. Subsidy is when government takes money from the people and gives it to somebody. That's a subsidy. This would be a tax break. And I say I am right in Evansville. He said the issue I see property violation process. No one can understand it. Way too complicated. That is what needs to. I agree with you there. Now, uh, really, when, we, if I were to let's say get into a contract with someone, uh, whatever the deal is, right? And I look at the contract and I don't understand it. I don't care if it's a good contract or not. No deal because I don't understand it. It's just too complicated. Things work better when they're simplified, especially when it comes to something like this. Trying to figure out the value of your home is a very complicated process. All right, so this author, Kale, says, Wyoming already has a rebate system for those who meet the criteria shown that property taxes are a genuine burden. Those are the homeowners we should be focusing on, and the current program allows those who meet low-income thresholds to receive rebates. What about those people who don't reach low-income thresholds? See, where I disagree with them is what about the average Wyomingite, you know, middle-class person, who all of a sudden saw their rates jump? Now, they might be able to afford to pay it, but that makes things kind of tight. But uh, under this, they wouldn't get that kind of relief. So I would like to see, I don't know what the system is. I don't have the answer here. But some new kind of system, and with I Am Right in Evansville, I agree with you. Uh, something more simplified. I'm not sure exactly what that is. We're coming up on another legislative session that's not too far away. Here's a chance to take a look at something different and give it a try. 8.45, wake up.
0: Listen to Glenn Woods Anywhere You Roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM1030 K2 Radio.
4: I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Still, I know the world's on fire. The situation's dire. A lot of work and is gonna be required, but... I'm just happy to be here.
1: Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. So, Frank, I start the story with Florida Man. Oh, no, of
2: course. Yes, okay. Do, do, you, know, do you know that yeah. I actually saw like a legitimate news story, and that's how they started it out. Yeah. Florida Man. Yes. After all of this Florida Man jokes and stuff yes, like right. that. Yes, It was Florida Man. Are people still
1: yes. writing that? yes. Uh, Yes, it's not going to go away anytime soon. And what gets me, Frank, is when I was growing up there, I swear to you, it was not like that. (laughs) It is now. It is now. Florida man failed to pay for Waffle House Tattoo.
2: Didn't even know Waffle House gave tattoos. Uh, They don't. Unless you got a tattoo of Waffle
1: Mm, House. Yes, that's right. He did not get a tattoo at Waffle House, although that would have made the story funnier. Oh, that would have been better, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but no, no, no. He has a tattoo that has basically, you know, when you see Waffle House and they're inside those blocks. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's basically it. And it's on his forearm.
2: Okay, and the reason he liked that was, he, mm, did, I, I did he work know. at Waffle House yeah. in the kitchen? A
1: uh, 33-year-old guy. So, you know, it's a problem also. He's going to do this. He's going to get that tattoo at 33 years old. Yeah. Okay. Uh, decided after the incident. Of course, the cops are called this. Authorities responded to a business after the suspect... Now, by the way, to get the words Waffle House tattooed on you costs 250 bucks. Okay, so he didn't know no, that, that the guy
2: that was it. doing the tattoo was going to go, I oh, got yeah. this guy, I'm going to put Waffle he House He
1: reportedly could not provide proof of having that amount of money in his bank account either. So he goes and gets the tattoo, but then does not have any money on him to pay for this at all. So now, would you walk into a business and ask for a service... Having no money whatsoever to pay for that service. Would that servicer
2: actually say, All right, I want half Mm. of the money now and half of the money later before I I even get
1: started? That he... because it's assumed that you have the money. Before they start the tattoo, it's like when you sit down at a restaurant to eat and they serve you. They assume you have the money to pay it. Right. So this guy is a dine and dash guy for tattoos. That's right, yeah. And and I guarantee you that he is exactly the type of person who eats at Waffle House. Yes. If he had 33 years old, he's going to get a tattoo and not be able to pay for it of Waffle House. Well, Waffle House is cheap. That's why you go there. Ladies, I hear he's single.
2: Very good. All right, and girls' high school basketball from over the weekend. First on Thursday, Laramie beat Kelly Walsh, 36-26. Natrona over Evanston, 59-40. Cheyenne Central down Star Valley, 41-32. Cheyenne East beat Jackson, 80-12. Green River over Cheyenne South, 74-44. Burns over Moorcroft, 50-30. And Pine Bluffs beat Wheatland, 40-38. On Friday for the ladies, Laramie defeated Evanston, 56-25. Kelly Walsh over South, 47-30. Green River defeated Natrona. A 54-42. Pinedale over Cheyenne Central 68-54. Central turned around and beat Riverton 63-38. East over Star Valley 55-20. Burns with two wins on Friday. 50-35 over Newcastle and 50-23 over Arvada, Colorado. Pine must beat Newcastle 51-25. Glenrock split their games on Friday. 54-20 win over St. Stephen's, but a 50-65-28 loss to Wyoming Indian. KC lost twice. 61-24 to Grable and 53-14 to Rocky Mountain. Midwest lost to encampment 64-19. On Saturday, Laramie, Drill Green River eighty-seven fifty-one South over Evanston 42-26. Natrona over Kelly Wall, 62-55. East beat Lander 45-26 and Riverson 57-22. Central beat Jackson 65-15. And 2A Burns over Southeast 34-30. Pine Bluffs over Mitchell, Nebraska 36-35. KC lost twice. 51-30 to St. Stephen's and 69-15 to Wyoming Indian. Glenrock split their games on Saturday, beating Great 57-41 and losing to Rocky Mountain 49-44 Rock River over Midwest 77-16 National Finals Rodeo has two performances today in Las Vegas one will be this morning and then the other one will be tonight at the Thomas and Mack Center and yesterday's 5th round in the bareback Cole Reiner from Buffalo with an 87 that was good enough to hit the pay window for a little bit of cash 5th in the round he won over $6,400 he is 3rd in the average and ninth in the world standings. In the saddle bronc Brody Crest of Hillsdale with an 87 that was good enough for 6th that earned him over forty. 40- Nine hundred dollars He is second in the average and seventh in the world standings. Tanner Butner from Daniel, out of the money, we went last night in the saddle bronc, but he is third in the average and sixth in the world standings. So once again, there's a performance this morning in Las Vegas, and then another one tonight at the Thomas and Mack Center in the room event. and if NFR will conclude on the Saturday.
1: Okay concludes on Saturday. It's a long it's 10 days. It, it well, is, actually they're days. going to do it at 9 this okay. year. Okay. So these guys will then go somewhere and just spend a little while uh like home. soaking in a hot tub. Home. Yeah. Yeah, sore muscles. Yeah. You know, things yeah. like that. Home. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just like, like
2: because they're never home during the season.
1: No, they're, they're not. always somewhere. No, always out there. So, yeah, I I would say that um how much do you think that they take in Painkillers during the course of.
2: Well, I'm sure they, a few aspirin every bit, so often. Uh, every yeah, because so
1: yeah, it just yeah. looks, what they do looks exciting but painful. I'm sure that they're good, they walk around going, oh, uh, I need ooh, a break. Uh, it hits later in life, especially. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take everyone well into News Time after that. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time, it's Wake Up, Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. Now, I've been having, just so you know, some very long days here, which is not a complaint. Because if, when you take a look at what I do for a living, I love what I do. And not just this, writing articles and places that I go for different charitable events, like this week. So if you're in the Natrona County area, I'm with you this week. The Casper Walmart location on the east side of town. We do this every single year. It's stuff the van. And we gather there, all the different town square media personalities, we take shifts. So right now, our friend down the hall, Drew, who does a morning show in the country station is there. And when Drew's done, it's me. I'm there from 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. So if you think about it, I get here at a uh, little after two o'clock in the morning. And my day, every day this week through Saturday is gonna wrap up at 3 p.m. That's a long day. That's okay, I'm busy the whole time. And what we're doing is collecting toys for needy families. So there's a local charity that we work with and all sorts of other uh, different businesses, Griner Ford is one of them, and many other businesses. Get together with us and we set up a booth both at the East Side and West Side Casper Walmart's this year we're doing both locations so when you're around the area I don't care what it is whatever it might be whether it's a cash donation somebody yesterday walked up and handed me a $5 bill and that's fine Uh, some other people have done some serious shopping and pull up an entire shopping cart full of toys if you're wondering what to get we have a list from little kids to toddlers to teenagers we have a list of items suggestions that you can go ahead and try some people shop at the walmart right there other people shop elsewhere else elsewhere else elsewhere and bring us stuff whatever you want to do to help out and we'll make sure it gets to needy families for this holiday season so i'm doing this i did this monday tuesday i'm doing this today through saturday afternoon as we do every year and we make sure it gets to families in the area in time for Christmas. So if you can help out, we'd appreciate it. If I'm not there, somebody else will be there. It's from six to seven every single day. All right, now this morning, oh, by the way, triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety It is open phones, you can change the subject. Earlier this morning, I started with something I hadn't intended to, but that happens a lot. I look over at the ridiculously large television that they put in the studio with me. I look and some people look at it and go, that's not ridiculously large. It is because it's so close to me. It doesn't need to be that big. It's right next to me. And this television has on it this channel that I watch, which is Fox News Raw, is what they call it. But it's usually, usually got three windows going at once. They rarely have a reporter or a news anchor. It's just a camera somewhere, cameras showing what's happening. Just No comment. Here's what's happening. And I get to watch it. So this was a repeat of the climate conference where the United Nations gets together every single year. This year, they called it COP28, which means they've been doing this for 28 years. And, man, they made it sound so bad. This is a crisis, such a crisis. John Kerry was up there speaking, and I wasn't paying attention. I was getting work done this morning. But John Kerry was up there speaking. And... I looked at a reporter asking him a question, and I wanted to hear the question. I don't want to hear John Kerry, but I want to hear the question. And the question, I tuned in just at the end of the question. What basically was, okay, so Mr. Kerry, if we do everything you're asking, you've laid out a whole list of things we need to do to save the planet from climate change. We do everything you're asking. How do you know it's going to work? Now, that's a great question. I'm looking at this thinking, oh, wow, they're probably going to throw that guy out. Well, he just asked a legit question. Can't do that. Well, John Kerry turns to answer. But that's when the news channel cut to a commercial break. And Now, if you're thinking, well, they did that on purpose, I doubt it was that time. But I'm looking at this going, no, I want to know what Kerry answered. I want to know how in the world... Do you know that all of this is going to work? They, they, don't, they think they know, but they don't know. They believe that human beings through CO2 and methane were causing a climate crisis. That's what they believe. So are you sure if we kept all coal, gas, and oil in the ground and worked on capturing even more CO2 and methane that the world's climate would stabilize then not only would the planet be healthier, but humanity would be healthier. Are you sure about that? Yeah, you you know that. How do you know? And if we did, that one suggestion was if we take something and put it out in outer space, a distance away from the Earth, something that will partially block the sun, so our days will be a bit dimmer. Okay, which by the way would just kill a lot of plant life but okay No, that would just destroy a lot of plant life blotting out part of the sun but that would keep the planet cooler you sure that's a good idea you sure there's all sorts of other geoengineering ideas that they have to save the planet let's go to antarctica for example places like that where there's a lot of snow and ice And we'll go ahead and coat the area with stuff that's white to make it stay white so it'll stay cooler it'll reflect more sunlight that's going to work you sure that's going to work and if it did work you sure it's going to have a positive effect what about a negative effect what if that does what what if because we really don't understand how the climate actually works i put it to you this way early this morning i had on don day from dayweather a local a regional meteorologist and he does this often. He talks about climate models. Now, every single morning, he posts on his YouTube page. You can watch about a five-minute video as he explains why the weather is doing what it does. He says, here's the weather for the next few days, and here's why it's going to be that way. And he shows the charts and graphs and so on. But he also shows the models. There's computer models that help meteorologists predict today's weather. Now, there's not one computer model. There's several. There's the American model, the Canadian model, the European model, the Japanese model, to name a few. And he will compare these computer models, and sometimes they're pretty close in agreement as to what they think is going to happen. But sometimes they're not in agreement at all. And Don Day will flat out say, we don't have enough information here to figure out if any of these computer models. It's not a matter of which computer model is right or any of them right. We don't know what's going to happen. That's why he even said this morning when I asked him about that on this program, he doesn't like to forecast the weather past five days. A five-day forecast? Eh. We have all these great computer models. You can use them. If, If you are on a computer now, whether it's a laptop or tower computer or it's your phone, you can use an app to go check the weather. Most of these weather sites that you're looking at, are computer models. And are showing you the actual computer models that Don Day is talking about. That's how they get the weather information. And how often are they wrong? So we can't even do the weather five days out. So the question is, uh, Mr. John Kerry, if we do everything you say to save the planet... Even what Governor Gordon says, we're going to capture and sequester CO2. Wyoming's going to be carbon, not neutral, but carbon negative. Let's say we could actually achieve that. We did. We actually achieved that. You sure that's going to have the desired effect? Are you sure? Really? Based on what? Because nobody has ever actually tried this before. There's been... No experiment anywhere that's tried to see if this kind of geoengineering would work. So how do you know, Mr. Kerry, Governor Gordon, that this is actually going to do what you think it's going to do? And the answer is you don't know. You don't know why the weather is doing what it's doing. And you don't know how to geoengineer it to change it, which is why I keep making fun of politicians when they... They in this. I don't know which is scarier. On one hand, there's politicians trying to convince us, we can fix the weather. Vote for me. I'll fix the weather for you. That's scary enough. Even scarier than that are the people who believe it. 916. Wake-
0: Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming. Weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app.
1: Nine twenty-two. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number? Eight 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 ninety-seven. W O O D S. Greg is in Laramie. Hi, Greg.
9: Hey Glenn, how you doing?
1: Life been good.
9: Uh, yes, I know you went on vacation. Yes. Yeah. Just in our nation's capital yesterday, I tried to call in, but um, about energy. But I'll, I'll leave that one since that's going to be a you know an yeah. everyday topic. Sure. I was calling in about that poll. I read that. Um, that poll that you and Chuck were talking about. Yeah. And it seems like to me, again, if you read it, it does read almost like when I read it, um, you know, uh, the more of the voters voted for Biden. So right. that, that checks out. Biden won. And they probably could have parsed out, you know, who didn't understand the ballots based on whether they're Republican or Democrat. But they mm-hmm. didn't do that. Right. And, and when I read that poll in in Yahoo, I read all the the questions. It, it looked like to me that 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 you know you get newer voters or younger voters, and people just don't know how to fill out you know ballots, and probably right. somebody helped them. Right. The weirdest part is people, you know, a certain part of the electorate voting in places they don't live anymore. Did did well, everybody move to Florida? Well, right here's okay. Here's vice versa?
1: Part of what you just said there. Let's go back just a little bit. So. Uh, People don't know how to fill out a ballot. Is it the fault of they had a lousy school and they can't figure out a stinking ballot, or is it the fault of the ballot?
9: Well, who knows? I mean, again, every county, we can go back to 2000. um, I can can go way back the the Palm Beach butterfly ballot when um, somehow Pat Buchanan (laughs) won in a primarily – a Jewish location uh, indicates that the that the ballot was flawed. Right. Okay. So, in in Wyoming, you know they're fairly you know understandable because every county is pretty much the same. Yeah. But in in other counties, you know, again, people yeah. do ask how to fill out stuff or so- what should I vote for on this particular? Who's this judge? and i can see people having a discussion about that right. and then answering the question and say yeah i helped yeah. do something
1: or, this is why and yeah, i know greg I stuck it in the mail. well i know greg a lot of people misunderstand when i do this but every election cycle i start my stay out the vote campaign <laughs> not the get out the vote the stay out the vote campaign <laughs> because as a citizen while you have a right to vote you also have a responsibility to know who and what is on the ballot and how to fill out the ballot and if you can't live up to that responsibility, do us all a favor, stay home. So that's my, the, to that, I, you know, that first part there is, Learn how to do this. Learn what you're doing before. You You should know everything on that ballot before you even show up. Now, the next part is, and I've watched interviews. I don't think this happens a lot, Greg, but it does happen. There are people who have lived in places because, you know, they had to take different jobs. They moved around, and they find out that they have not been taken off the voter rolls in more than one place. And then they find out, hey, you mean I can vote like two, three times? And so they do because they're not honest people. Now, that's up to the state to make sure that their voter rolls are purged because dishonest people exist.
9: Well, I I realize that. Again, I think we're of two different... (laughs) I look at the best in people. Sometimes other people look that everybody's up to something. Um, I was married to that kind of person. I'll just be honest with you. So I did learn to look at that kind of behavior. yeah, But but I just think people are, you know, entirely either uh, lazy or, right. or not entirely dishonest. Yeah. I just look at people more in a positive light that I don't yeah. think people are going around. I mean, I just can't imagine going from county to county. Right. I and also, think... I've looked at the ballots. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really send in more than one ballot in your name. I mean, you
1: just can't do it. I do think that the majority of Americans out there are good, decent, honest people. And I do have a trust for most people that I meet. But then there are those. And uh, by the way, I was married to that, too. Oh, dear God. Uh, But there's i had not heard that story you know one (laughs) of these days you and i will have a cup of coffee and we'll commiserate about that but anyway i i just put it behind me and got on with my life you know because there's no fixing (laughs) it and i think you understand but there are those dishonest people that do screw up what could be a perfectly good system but it's not so much even though there are dishonest people and we do have to watch out for them that's why we have certain rules and laws in place. More of a concern that I have, Greg, is lazy. Like you hear me picking on reporters all the time for not even trying to cover a story properly. And so you and I get misinformed about something because the person who we trust to do homework and give us good information, they're not even trying. There's voters out there that show up on election day. This is the first time they've ever seen the ballot. They have no idea most of what's on it. And they guess. And that just nobody any good. That does nothing but hurt the country. These are things I would love to fix. I just, Greg, don't know how to fix them.
9: Well, I wonder about, you know, again, <laughs> let's think about that. Yeah. Let's think if you have a provision. Let's think if, if let's say, Albany County produces the ballot. Yeah. And they send it over to the schools and let them, you know, uh, to the high school and say, hey, fill this thing out. See how it yeah. is. now. Now, it should say sample across it, but but does that cause too much controversy (laughs) and too much disruption? But I do believe you're you're correct, is that we should have some sort of training on those things. Uh, Again, I I didn't learn too much about business in school. I learned it by working at a restaurant. So, again, a lot of the skills that, that we need, especially to fill out ballots, maybe we should have. You know, Chuck Gray, go county to county and Mm -hmm. school to school, spend his time wisely and and and, and show people how to fill out a ballot and what the ballot should look like and what information you should know.
1: I do think that's something that should be taught as a basic because it wouldn't take long to do. Pick, Like the no. civics class, remember, we used to have civics classes. Do that I and say, it. Here's what a ballot looks like, and here's how you fill it out. And by the way, here's how you do a little bit of research so you know who and what you're voting for, so you don't show up like some bonehead and check boxes just because, Well, that looked like a good name. I think I saw plenty of road signs out. I guess I'll pick that jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's how well goes. that's yeah. the
9: way they pick
1: them. All right, and I got to run to news time. I was in high school, yeah. I was looking for something else. Have a yeah. good one, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it coming up on. Some local business we have to take care of. Got roll into local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. I got some Christmas stuff. We will get off the regular news topics, unless you change the subject. It's wake up Wyoming. <laughs>
0: Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: 36 the time it's wake up Wyoming right, own we are coming up on christmas here that means people sit down and start writing their letters to santa
7: even liberals dear santics hi it's me again first i want you to know that i respect the fact that you might now identify differently than you did last year so i'll keep calling you santics until you say otherwise i don't want to get cold for misgendering you I want another winter of severe illness and death for those non-compliant right-wing conspiracy theorists. Can you believe they're still around? I thought for sure the first one would wipe them out, but they look healthier and happier than ever, and I don't like that. That's not fair to people like me who followed orders in this free country. Speaking of following orders, can you send me some extra boosters? Ever since the first ones I got, I haven't been feeling very well. I'm guessing that must mean they're working, and I just need a few more. I tried to tweet that, but those hateful conservatives ganged up on me and ratioed me to Middle Earth. I'm furious that Elon Musk bought Twitter and wants to bring free speech back to the platform. Honestly, if it's not too much trouble, can you make one of my gifts be a massive power outage at Twitter headquarters? Ever since people have started being allowed to tweet things I disagree with again, I've been so enraged I can barely function. My heart starts pumping extra fast, and I just can't calm down, and it just starts to feel like, phew. Okay, I'm good for the next few minutes. Almost thought climate change was about to finish me off. That's what's been causing so many of my friends to start dropping like flies. Yeah, climate change. It definitely wouldn't have anything to do with, you know, the thing. Speaking of that, can you give me something that makes me feel like I'm morally superior again? This time last year, I felt so cool showing my little compliance card to everyone, but nobody asks to see it anymore, and that makes me feel kind of dumb. And I'm not dumb at all. I'm really smart. The world also needs more electric cars, so I'm going to have to ask for one of those this year too. Just not a Tesla. That'll show Elon. I know you have to mine thousands and thousands of pounds of Earth to get the materials needed for one electric car battery, But that's a price I'm willing to pay to save the Earth. And it's okay. I won't even be able to charge or drive it very much anyway thanks to rolling blackouts due to energy shortages in my blue city. It'll be perfect. Maybe one day we can all eat bugs and live in little pods and own nothing and be happy. When we can't afford to own anything anymore, the government will be able to take care of us. And they never mess anything up at all. It'll be great. Oh, that reminds me. Can you give the government even more power? I only want it because conservatives don't want it. They say it's silly to believe that you, a bearded man, will give me free stuff. But they're just being bigots. Guys with beards promising free stuff has always worked so well in the past. I understand if you can't get me everything I want this year. If you're too stressed and busy, please just donate all my gifts to Ukraine. I don't think we've given them enough money so far. Happy holidays, Santics! I hope you enjoy the ethically sourced soy milk and bug protein cookies I'm leaving out just for you. Ethically sourced and bug milk? Okay, ethically sourced
1: protein cookies and bug milk that I don't. Okay, I you know, you see if you okay if you give coal into a stocking of a kid in Wyoming, the kid thinks he hit the jackpot because it's Wyoming and coal, and that's just like the coolest thing ever. <sighs> On the other hand, if you uh, give coal to someone on the left for Christmas, uh, you've done about the most offensive thing possible. Uh, They will probably go out and put it back in the ground where it came from, because you know we're supposed to keep it all in the ground anyway. So they wouldn't use it. If if I put stocking in your coal for, or stocking your coal, coal in your stocking for Christmas, I know that you would use it. You would immediately, hey, great, we're barbecuing for Christmas dinner. Yay. You know, you would go use it responsibly like you're supposed to do with a colt. Although someone like this guy would take it out there and uh, bury it because we got to keep it all in the ground. Uh, Milo poor Danger, message from Santa. I will no longer be able to deliver packages to children due to the shutdown of farming where we get food for the reindeer. Yes, Rudolph has died due to starvation. Hmm. <clears throat> and you got to wonder, Milo, what what was the energy that fed Rudolph's nose? Yeah, see? And when, okay, do, do deer release methane like cows? I kind of think they do. So you'll have to tell me. I think deer probably release methane just like cows do. So here's Santa going all over the world in one night. What do you think the um, greenhouse gas emissions are on that considering what you have to feed reindeer in order to get them to go faster than the speed of light we're talking you know breaking the the time continuum here in order for him to be able to travel around the entire planet he's got to be this is faster than sound and faster than light travel here so so Santa doing the entire planet in one night leaves what kind of a footprint out there? Yeah, I, I would think that they would be opposed to that. And they'd want to keep Santa on the ground as well. You know, I, I I just can't imagine. And then Santa oftentimes is he's associated with capitalism, and he, they're not going to like that either. Santa also delivers a lot of guns. I mean, face it kids and adults, when I say kids in Wyoming, I'm including the adults, want guns for Christmas and Santa's going to be delivering lots of guns, too. So they must really hate I don't know why this guy was writing Santa Claus. They must... Then again, as he said, uh, bearded men giving out free stuff has always worked so well, right? Marxism? Let's wake up, Wyoming. We're shopping. In the state... Uh,
2: Within I'm getting lazier, and I need to put wake more up effort Wyoming into it. With sometimes, with sometimes woods, just you know, you got an idea six, of what's going yeah. on. Mm. Okay, let's keep it on the low, low. You know, sure. And and you're wandering through aisles, and and, and it's not like the first thing you run into you take. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I okay. mean. However, I, I will I will tell you this. I could I couldn't believe this. I was trying to order something online and I probably wasn't using the right website. So it was, an item, it was an item for about 12 bucks. Right. You know, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll take that. You know, and then all of a sudden the, the shipping options, mm-hmm. one was like for for two days, 35 bucks. Uh-huh, yep. And the other one for like overnight was like
1: 50. I'm like, yep. why am I paying like $80 for something that's $12? Exactly right. I've come across that same problem myself. You got to watch out for those things because they'll pop up on you all of a sudden. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's the whole thing you know and and and, and, you know just to to your point I I don't want to get into the habit of gift cards right but gift cards are the tickets Well, now for me a gift card there are some people that I know that when I've given them a well-thought-out gift they ask for the receipt because they want to return and you do that a couple of times to me you are on the gift card list
2: I don't I don't have a problem really with the gift
1: cards because they are going to get get what they want. want okay now I every year post some dangerous toys that you can go ahead and buy people. Like... Uh, Rubber bands? Th- well, hey, that's a good one. I haven't thought about that. The This is an old one, but you can still find it out there if you know who to talk to. The U-283 Atomic Energy Lab. Yes. Remember that one? This actually came across... Uh, it was around the time shortly after the atomic bomb was a big thing because it was new. And you could actually get some radioactive material with it. Really? Yes. CSI Lab Kit. Okay. It's a forensic lab kit for kids to, and basically you ask your sister to play dead. <laughs> a glass blowing kit. What could go wrong? No, because <laughs> you have experience with glass. What, can, what blowing? could go wrong? He doesn't. Yeah. Lawn darts. Those aren't so
2: bad if you, yeah, if, you if people right. will behave themselves and then throw them into the lawn and out at right. each other.
1: This one I really did like. I do want one of these. They were banned a while ago, but I thought they were just the coolest thing. It's a crossbow, right? But yeah. it's a tiny crossbow, and it's made to fit a toothpick. So you can oh, shoot yeah. a toothpick across a room. That is dangerous. Very, oh, I, I got to have it. National Finals
2: Rodeo moving along this morning and tonight at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. There are two rounds scheduled for today. Now in yesterday's fifth round in the bareback, Cole Reiner out of Buffalo rang up an 87. That was good enough for fifth in the round. He won just over $6,400. So he's third in the average of the NFR and ninth in the world standings. In the saddle, Bronck Brody Crest from Hillsdale with an 87. It was good enough for sixth place. That earned him over forty-nine hundred bucks. That's how tough that event was last night. So he was second in the average, seventh in the world standings. Tanner Butner up, Daniel out of the money in the saddle bronc last night. Who he so he is third in the average and sixth in the world standing. There are so there are two performances today. One this morning and then one tonight at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. Girls high school basketball from over the weekend. First on Thursday. Laramie a winner over Kelly Walsh, thirty-six twenty-six. Natrona beat Evanston, fifty-nine forty. Cheyenne Central down Star Valley, forty-one thirty-two. Cheyenne East a big winner over Jackson, 80-12. to Green River over Cheyenne South, 74-44. Burns over Moorcroft, 50-30. And Pine Bluffs beat Wheatland, 40-38. On Friday for the ladies, Laramie beat Evanston, 56-25. Kelly Walsh over Cheyenne South, 47-30. Green River beat Natrona, 54-42. Pinedale over Cheyenne Central, 68-44. Central turn right around and beat Riverton, 63-38. East over Star Valley, 55-20. And 2A Burns with a couple of wins, 50-35 over Newcastle and 50-23 over of Nevada, Colorado. Pine Bluffs over Newcastle, 51-25. Glen Rock split their games on Friday, 54-20 win over St. Stephen's, but a 65-28 loss to Wyoming Indian. KC lost twice, 61-24 to Grable and 53-14 to Rocky Mountain. Midwest lost to Encampment, 64-19. Lastly, on Saturday, Laramie over Green Rivers, 87-51. South beat Evanston, 42-26. And the Trona, a winner over Kelly Walsh in the Battle of Casper, 62-55. East over Lander, 45-26. Riverton beat and M and Eastby 22 fifty seven twenty two Central a winner over Jackson sixty five fifteen in two A Burns over Southeast thirty four to thirty Pine Bluffs beat Mitchell Nebraska thirty six thirty five Gray will split their games beating Grayville fifty seven forty one and losing the Rocky Mountain forty nine forty four in one A Rock River over Midwest seventy seven sixteen and it was KC losing twice forty one thirty to Saint Stevens and sixty nine fifteen to Wyoming Indian.
1: There are. Flamethrowers for sale. Small handheld ones. Got to have one of those. I don't see why not. Would you like to buy a tank? How about just like a regular slingshot? Is that that illegal now, too? No, no. In fact, a friend of mine, she is a uh, officer with the Bureau of Land Management. And I just know the kinds of toys she likes. So I got (laughs) her a wrist rocket. Is it, that, that's basically what it is, right? Basically, with the big metal balls at your fire yeah. and those kind of things. <laughs> it yeah, can break windows and you know. And... Oh my God! No, no. She said she has a bunch of annoying birds in her backyard. Oh yeah, gonna yeah, bite yeah, it yeah, So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just thought it was the greatest gift ever. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We'll roll into news time after that. Let's wake up Wyoming.